We are the Man in the Cannon podcast, and we are bringing you the CBJ forecast. You never know what we're talking about, but we're the best fucking podcast around. The CBJ news and unprofessional views will certainly satisfy your Blue Jackets podcast fix. Yeah! Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are here, the Man in the Cannon podcast. I'm here with my favorite people, Mr. Locon. What is up, Man in the Cannon people? Favorite people of all time. All right. I like to hear it. Hooch, thanks for the introduction. Glad to be here. And our other buddy, Mr. Tour. Evening, gentlemen. Evening, gentlemen. Tour is back at it in the flesh. And as are we. And we're going to cut up some hockey that we've got this week. We're going to cut it up. Cut it up. Cut it up. A couple guys chopping it up. Cut it up. A couple guys chopping it up. Guys talking. Guys talking, you know. Giving you the hockey lowdown. First things first, man. First things first, right, Hooch? Always Shoot it over to first. me. First things first, Mr. Locon, or I thought you were shooting it to me for a minute. Hey, if somebody I'm a Blue Jackets fan, somebody. I'm shooting it to myself. If I'm a Blue Jackets fan right about now on this wonderful Sunday evening as I look to my right and see the Cleveland Browns currently winning 42-35, to 35, and we just got word, ladies and gents, that the Jackets have cut their roster to 23 men, so we have a squad. Let's talk about notable exceptions, notable additions. Um, talk about some of the play we've seen so far this preseason, some of the strategy that's going into what we think is going to be coming up into uh, the main regular season here. Uh, we'll talk uh, Patrick Line. We'll talk about some other notable guys on the team. The power play is going to be a major focus of today's episode, and then we'll give a little quick season preview because – Guys, Jackets play this week. We play this week. We dropped a the puck game. on Thursday. It's, been, it's like four days away. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> We've been waiting so long, and finally it's here. So, yeah. were you going to say something? Nice no, I thought you were going to bust in the song. Breaking out in a little tune there, yeah. A little Jack Black tune. No. Hey, so, cuts. Let's talk cuts. Cut it up. We got Bayreuther, Justin Danforth, Liam Foodie, and Daniel Tarasov being sent to the Cleveland Monsters. I don't think any of this is um, shocking or, you know, notable, I suppose. We knew Tarasov was going to start in Cleveland this year because he's not taking the spot of Corpusalo or Merzlikens. Although Tarasov's had an excellent camp. He's, he's, he's looked solid in net. He's in sound position every time. He's, he's going to be one of our goalies of the future. So we're going to let him develop in Cleveland. And see how that rolls. Foodie, though, that one's a little yeah. interesting to me. Liam Foodie, first-round pick a couple of years ago. And still hasn't cracked the lineup. He had a pretty good camp. Looking fast, as always. He's an excellent addition to the penalty kill. But still just not able to crack the lineup yet. The other two guys, uh, Gavin Bayreuther, the guy that, uh, you know, the, the legendary Seattle Kraken addition. Because uh, he was right... That was the guy that Seattle selected from us and then didn't end up signing, and we got him back. Anyway, the notable cuts here, and it's going to be interesting to me to see how this plays out in the next few hours because Gabriel Carlson, Miko Lettinen, and Kevin Stenland all have to clear waivers before they can be sent to Cleveland. So they've been placed on waivers for the purpose of sending them down to Cleveland. If they clear at 2 o'clock... Uh, PM 
Eastern Standard Time on Monday, they will make it to Cleveland. The question is, are they going to? Right? Do you do we think do is somebody in the NHL going to snag one of these dudes up? History has told us that probably not, but it's always like we've talked about, you know, like why? What yeah, do I don't I've never understood the the NHL um waiver thing, especially in the preseason. In the preseason, it just seems like teams let GMs send their dudes down on waivers and it's kind of like a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, it's kind of like everybody. Nobody's gonna play mean or play bad with each other, right? We're gonna like let you send your guys down. But I have to think, like, if I'm a team looking in need of a of a solid possible addition of a nice young defenseman like in Gabriel Carlson or even Mikko Lettinen, you know, who who had some showings out last year where he's he's been shown that he can still play in the NHL. You know, he's got some experience. The Jackets are even high on him. I'm imagining that they're hoping that both of those guys clear because they don't want to lose him. But if I'm somebody in the NHL, right, and I need a good young defenseman, I don't see why not, why you don't take a stab at Gabriel Carlson or Miko Letznin. Um, but like we said, history has just kind of shown us that that doesn't tend to happen. So we'll see. Yep, we'll see if they go down. But Kevin Stenland's another one, you know. Nice, uh, nice, strong, tall centerman, defensive kind of centerman, right? He does not make a lot, of, a, a huge amount of mistakes. Kind of solid down the middle of the ice, big, strong guy. Um, not very strong in the faceoff circle, but he has a pretty good shot. Um, I, I could see somebody snagging at least one of these guys up off of waivers. So, fingers crossed they make it to Cleveland because I'd hate to see him go, but. It's just the way it's going to go because we just can't afford to we can't afford to keep them but see this is the the interesting argument because what we're getting into next is because of who they have kept now now they have to send Stenland, Carlson and Lettinen and place them on waivers when they could have right maybe sent Sillinger and Chinikov to Cleveland yeah, directly. Directly. They do not require waivers and maybe kept Stenland and, you know, either Carlson or Lettinen. Or even, you know, sending Scott. I guess Harrington would also require waivers. But, um, yeah, but that's the interesting argument is keeping Sillinger and Chinikov in the lineup who do not require waivers. But they're like, fuck it. We're going to give these kids a shot. So. Love it. Stenland. Yeah. Lettinen, Carlson, we'll see if they make it. We'll see if they are indeed part of the Monsters organization at 2 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. That brings us to the squad and notable additions to the team. Uh, if you're a Jackets fan, you've been following this closely, and you've been asking nonstop if Cole Sillinger and Igor Chinikov are going to make the squad and – we now officially know that the answer is yes. They have made the team. We've cut it down to 23 guys. Cole Sillinger and Igor Chinikov are on the opening night roster. And I think it's fantastic. You do run some risks, though, as we kind of mentioned, with losing, possibly losing some of these guys to waivers. But, you know, the, the Blue Jackets and the organization has kind of decided they're going to let Sillinger and Chinikov develop in the NHL as opposed to letting them develop in the AHL. And they're just like, fuck it, we're just going to give them a shot and see what these kids can do. And I can kind of see it both ways. Like, what's 
who cares, right? Yeah. If they're gonna if they're gonna learn, let them develop in the it, NHL at yep. least. Because the way Sillinger's looked in camp, not only was he battling for a spot or like making his case to have a spot on the opening night roster, he's making his case to start as our first line centerman between possibly you know like line A and Voracek. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Yeah, kid's eighteen years old. Just yeah. came out of the USHL. Yeah, he's so, hungry. He is, man, and he's been fantastic in camp. He's he's a true pro already. You can kind of see it in his post-game interviews. His dad was a professional uh, hockey player as well, played for Columbus as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's got him trained well. He's taught his son well, man. He's, like, shaking hands with all of the media after every interview. He's he's humble. He's respectful. He, he plays hard. My biggest thing I want to mention real quick about Sillinger because I've got him, I've got him. Besides the fact here. Uh, that the last podcast that we had, we were absolutely in love with that pick. By the yes. way, yeah, oh yeah, we're in love with uh, all of Columbus's first big, round picks. Big Cole Sillinger guys, <laughs> big well, mm-hmm. big Cole Sillinger and Kent Johnson guys. Yeah, yes. So we we still got to wait on Kent Johnson, who's currently tearing it up uh, up in Ann Arbor for Michigan this yeah. year. But hey, I, a side note, Pod uh, Alliance here, we got to go watch. Michigan play when they come to Columbus when they when they play the Buckeyes. We should okay. go. We'll go Sounds check out good. some. Ken that was Johnson. actually the first hockey game I had ever been to in my life was an Ohio State Buckeyes hockey game. We'll be we'll be heading so, back. Pretty exciting to be able to go back. I hope One our of, guys do good and I hope they lose. Yes, exactly. Big Ohio yeah. State guys here. Big too. Buckeyes. Go Bucks. Guys. Go, Bucks. go Bucks. But Sillinger's been like fifty five percent in the faceoff circle, which is fucking awesome, especially for an eighteen year old kid. Especially right. for our team and what we need. Right. That's exactly what we need. Yes. We need solid strength down the middle. Guys who can play sound defensively. Guys who can score. Guys who can make plays. And guys who can win faceoffs. And Sillinger's made every, done everything correct from his camp or from his tournament in uh, Traverse City, where he was one of the leading scorers again for the, or for the Jackets. Yeah. He had a hell of a tournament up there, brought the eye or got caught the eye of a lot of different players or people up there. The Jackets were extremely proud or satisfied with his camp up there. And then, so let's go to the next one then. It, again, the the addition or the the um, Yegor Chinikov has made the team. Now we got to go back to because we got to talk about the night he was drafted, and we got to give Yarmo some props here because Jackets draft him in the first round. <laughs> During the broadcast, right? Like the fucking, he comes on the TV. He's like, "We we select Yegor Chinikov," and the NHL guys are like, "Yeah, we got to go to commercial because we don't know who the fuck <laughs> that we're is." We're not sure who. Chinikov they literally is. did. Went they went straight to commercial. They come yeah. back with a bunch of stats on them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah," but they didn't know who the fuck. Nobody knew who the fuck Yegor Chinikov was. Goes out was the rookie of the year in the KHL last year. Had himself a fantastic camp. And tournament up in Traverse City. I think he was the leading goal scorer. Had himself a hat trick in one of the games. Yeah. He's the guy with the shot. Sillinger's like the sound, defensive, Solid and offensive, yeah. you know, all around game. Chinikov's game still got a lot of work to come around to, yeah. but he's got that shot. And they're already throwing him on the second power play unit. Um, so definitely looking forward to some of that, to, see, to seeing this kid develop as well, because he's got a hell of a shot. Gre- yeah. Gregory Hoffman is kind of the the last, I suppose, new new guy, newest addition. 
just another solid guy. Had had himself. It's kind of like his time, or it's he, he's paid his dues, kind of. So, kind of excited to watch watch those three guys finally get their shot, make the making an NHL roster. Those will be our main um, forward rookies this year. So, see what they got. We definitely needed some help up front, especially oh. with what you were saying about Sillinger, you know, Chinikov. We just we haven't seen a lot of goal scoring outside of our right. our main guys. So We've struggled we, to score goals. We, we definitely have struggled to score goals. Um, so it'd be nice to uh, start reloading at at doing that. You know, we can't win. <laughs> we can't win every game two to one. You know, uh-huh. we, but, it was like you said at a pod. Like I forget what one of the pods like last season or something. You're like, if we could just score five goals a game <laughs> and like you know only give up two. We would be fine, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what we're trying to do. But no, you're right. It didn't look These, like it. No, you're right. <laughs> you're you're right. Exactly. That's the other thing is like, I feel like but there's this without without doing that. In essence, we might never have had Cole Sillinger. We might that's have been true. picking in the twenties again, and you know, which is okay, but. You know, I think we got lucky with the Chinikov. You know, mm-hmm. no one knew who he was, and he just ends up being just a player, and it's good. And it's hard to get players like that in the twenties. Yeah, at the end of draft. Yeah. So, also, or kind of going off of that, you had mentioned that um, it didn't look like we were trying to score goals last year, <laughs> and you're kind of right. Yeah. But it's, it's just like it reminds me, and it makes me think because. Tortorella, it, they even came out and had, like, some information that said, like, Tortorella didn't even want to be on the fucking team last year. Like, he wanted to move on. He wanted the Jackets to, like, fire him or something. So, I feel like there's just this new energy with a new coach who's who's shown that he wants to be with the organization. He's, you know, there's these these guys are finally getting a chance to kind of play maybe with without this overbearing type of a style of coach who's, very controlling and and those kinds of things. So I'm excited to see what Brad Larson does this year. I hope they have a. I hope he has a, a good year, first year as a head coach because he's paid his dues and he wants to be part of the organization. So I'm really looking forward to that. As am I. But you know who else is back this year? Who's finally back? And we kind of forget about this sometimes. But Gus Nyquist is going to be back this the year. The bus. Gus bus. And that's fucking huge too, man. Because he's a we, had, he's we a, had a lot of high hopes for him last year on this pod. Yeah, yeah. And he's a solid veteran. You know, he's a twenty goal scorer. He'll give you. He skates so hard, night in and night out, up and down the up and down the ice. He's going to be, you know, one of the toughest guys to play against. And that is the definition of blue jacket hockey. So, Nyquist. Cannot wait to see what he's got in store so this year. So excited to watch that. Out, play. All, yeah, all, out all of last season with a shoulder injury. Yep. They were thinking about bringing him back right before the trade deadline, but then we ended up dealing Felino and Savard, and and then we're just like, fuck it. There's just, no point. Yeah, just let him let him rest. Yep. So I'm sure he's we'll itching at itching at the bit to get back on the ice too. Absolutely. <laughs> but then one of the other biggest additions to our forward group this year is going to be. Jake Voracek. And we haven't talked about this too much yet, um, but Jake Voracek comes back to Columbus, right? He's one of the guys that we drafted a while back. We ended up trading him to Philadelphia. Comes back. We got him in a trade for Cam Atkinson. Thank fucking God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't I won't go hard on that, I promise. I'm not going to talk shit about Cam Atkinson anymore. He hasn't looked good. 
<laughs> but Voracek is back. And dude, one of the biggest things that has been incredibly noticeable by him is his presence on the power play and how how much our power play has drastically improved just just in one camp. Yeah. Just from a preseason. It's been unbelievable watching this team in preseason on the power play. It has been. The it's been one of the everything. The zone entry is clean. They they it's like they don't have these strict guideline rules that they have to follow. Every time we get the puck going and trying to get into the zone on a power play before we had to throw the puck back to the opposite to the other yeah. blue line and bring it back up. And it just fucking never worked. This time, now we're letting guys play. We're letting guys bring the puck in the zone if there's space. We're letting them make cross-ice cr- cross passes through the neutral zone if they're open. <laughs> Excuse me. And then they can still throw the puck back to the other blue line and bring it up if there's, if there's room. But they don't have to do those kinds of things. The entry has been fantastic. I'm so excited to watch the power play this year. I, I feel like it's going to be a strong point for this team because overall I do still kind of feel like we're going to struggle in the Metropolitan Division just based upon, like, who, all the teams that are in there. Yeah. You know, it's going to be tough to keep up with the likes of the Capitals, the Islanders, the Rangers this year are probably going to be pretty good. Pittsburgh, when, when Crosby and Malkin get healthy, Pittsburgh's going to be solid. There's no getting around it. With these new young guys on our team, with the inexperience of the roster and gelling together, I still think we're probably going to struggle, which might be a good thing because we could get another high lottery pick. And I think that's Yarmo's hope or the plan, or the plan anyway. But Voracek and the power play, I think, are going to be one of the bright spots on the, on the team this year. And I think that probably has to do a lot with Brad Larson, old yes. power play co- uh, coach. Uh, you know, he got to see what was generally wrong with what we were doing before. Um, full on, like in the media rooms, trying to come up with a scheme, but at the same time, probably not getting to do his own thing. And we've talked about this before. Don't really need to hash it out. But it's not like we haven't had the tools to be good. Uh, you know, we fucking Patrick Line on our we have fucking team. Fucking Patrick Line. We've got, you know, Warwinski, that's a great power play player. Uh, you know, we've always had these pieces that should equal at least a decent power play, not last in the league, right. you know, or, you know, at the tipping point of that. Uh, but, yeah, it's just it's just refreshing just to know that we're not doing the same thing over and over again, just hoping something else changes. Our power plays looked so good, actually. Like, it's kind of – it kind of makes me nervous because, like, it's, it's actually been that good. Um, I don't know if it's going to be able to continue at the rate that it's been, but they've scored – a lot of goals in the preseason on the power play. Um, so let's walk through the structure of it so far, how they have it uh, kind of set up. The first unit, we got Wierenski at the top as the quarterback, kind of running things up at the blue line. On his right is Voracek. And Voracek's always been kind of this pass-first kind of guy. You know, he's an assist guy, and especially on the power play, that's his MO. When he gets the puck on the right side there, he's looking in the middle because he's got Oliver Bjorkstrand in the middle who is always locked and loaded, ready to fire the puck in the center of the ice. And then on the other side, on the left, is Line A just sitting there, you know, ready for hit with his one-timer. So Voracek's got Bjorkstrand and Line A and Wierenski to kind of look at all for one-timers. And then down in front of the net, 
right in front of the goalie, right in the middle of the crease, is going to be Boone Jenner this year. That's who they've got running that first unit power play. So, And Jenner's even had a few goals on the power play down in front, you know, kind of those gritty, dirty kind of style of goals that, that we know he can give us. It's just been – it's been a, a great structure. They have a great structure. It looks like they're starting to develop some great chemistry, and I'm really excited to see what this power play can do. That brings me into like the next idea, though, that I want to talk about because he's the quarterback of this first unit, and that's Zach Wierenski. Because if you're watching Zach Wierenski during this preseason, you're he's an all-star. He played like a fucking all-star this preseason. And it reminds me of... The way he's been playing, and it excites me because I think it's how they're going to let him play this year even more than he normally has. But when John, John Tortorella used to always refer to him sometimes as that like uh, that rover, you know, kind of a mix between a defenseman and a forward, some guy who can handle the puck but still get back and play some defense, you know, those kinds of things. Bring the puck up, join the forecheck, join the rush, you know, bring the puck up the ice. That's one thing that Wierenski's really good at. And they let him do that as almost as much as he wanted to during the preseason. And uh, I think Wierenski's going to have himself an all-star season. I could see him easily scoring 20 goals again. I mean, to me, when I look at the way he's been playing and the free range that, he's kinda ha- that he kind of has right now with his shot, you know, his slap shot, his wrist shot, how he can get the puck through guys, get the puck on net, I think he's gonna. He could quite possibly have thirty goals. So absolutely, Voracek, Wierenski, Line, those guys are gonna have big opportunities to kind of score some goals this year. And uh, man, I'm really excited to watch Zach Wierenski this year. And I think too, it's it's helped him a lot that he's not under the sh- you know the wing or the shadow now of Seth Jones. Absolutely, he's the guy now. You know. It's not the Jones Wierenski show. Now it's the Wierenski show. And they're going to let him be the fucking stud that he is. So right now it's kind of looking like Wierenski's going to be paired up with Jake Bean on the first pairing. Could be either him or Boquist, but but Bean's more of a kind of a defensive uh minded defenseman. So you I think they're thinking to put him with Wierenski to start. That way we have more of a defensive-style defenseman on that first pairing with Wierenski. And then putting Boquist, who's more of that offensive-style defenseman, interested in shooting more and, and stuff like that, on the second pair with Gavrikov, who is that more defensive-style defenseman. So I think as it stands right now, and what we may see on opening night is Wierenski with Bean at the one pair and Gavrikov and Boquist on that second pair. As far as our third pairing... It's going to be up in the air, and I can see this being fluid all throughout the season as well, depending upon how these guys play. Um, But, you know, who knows? But we got Scott Harrington, a seasoned vet. It feels like he might be the longest tenured Blue Jacket on the team right now, or him, either him or Jenner. It's got to be Jenner, but Harrington's up there. Dude's been on the squad forever. You know, people shit on Harrington all the time. He He doesn't do anything. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything offensively. He doesn't doesn't do anything like he doesn't do anything bad. He doesn't do anything right. good. He, That's what I mean. He's not the best fucking defenseman that we have, but he doesn't make a whole lot of egregious errors, a whole lot of awful mistakes. You know, he plays a solid 
uh, kind of defensive game. He's just a little undersized to play that kind of style because he is kind of small. But he's he's solid. I think they're fine with him on the third pair. And then it's going to run, I think, between you know Andrew Pekin and Dean Kukin pairing up with Harrington on that third pairing. So we'll see. In my opinion, Peek and Kukin both kind of struggled in camp. And, um, you know, I, I think they have a lot to prove still because I don't think they played that well during camp. <coughs> so that's our, that's our defense. That's how that rounds out. Um, other additions to the team are, are pretty, you know, everybody knows who these guys are. So we don't really need to go over them. But, you know, Max Domi, Alex Texier, uh, all the other guys, Patrick Line, right, everybody else, everybody's still the same. Oliver Bjorkstrand. Um, and our goalies, we got Corpy and Merzlikens. So the interesting thing about this, though, is Merzlikens gets the fat deal right before the season starts. But I don't think that's going to dictate playing time this year just because Merzlikens is the one getting the money. You know, Larson's even said they're going to roll with the goalie who's playing who's playing well at the time. And that could very well be Corpusalo. I think the Jackets are hoping it's going to be Merzlikens because of the deal that they've already got. But who knows, man? Maybe they're looking to sign Corpusalo to a deal, you know, a nice little deal. Then they have two incredible goalies under good contracts that any team love to have some of that yeah, action. They love that so, action. They could make nice trade bait, you know, kinds of situations, so things like that. But Merzlikens Okay in the preseason. Didn't didn't wow me, quite honestly. He's made some great saves, but he's kind of given up some, uh, you know, he's got a lot of things to kind of work on. And I'm, I think that comes, for him anyway, that comes when, you know, he's actually playing games, getting consistent starts, yep. those kinds of things. He's even said he plays well when he knows it's his net. Yep. So. And we've watched him play well when he knows it's his net, you know? Yep. We've seen him go on runs when it's like, okay, Elvis is playing you know, this stretch of games, and we've watched him perform well. His rookie season, dude, when he had, like, four shutouts in a row. Yeah. Or five or something stupid like that. It's like, geez. It was right like, there at the end of the year, or at, yeah. at the end of the calendar year, at yeah. least. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's in there. We yeah. just got to get it out. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see some good things from our goaltending this year, though. But All right. Next on the slate. We already kind of talked about the power play. But I want to talk about Patrick Laine because we kind of forget what. I want to talk about Patrick Laine. Doesn't we, everybody? Didn't we, you, did we already talk about him? If you're no. a CBJ guy, you want to talk about Patrick Laine. Well, it's just because I feel like sometimes I forget he's on our team, you know, because he didn't really do anything last year. I think it's more so that we forget the significance that he's on our team. Exactly. You know? The potential it's going to that he's significant. Yeah, the Patrick Laine. Yeah is on our team he's a fucking goal scorer man he's a stud he's he can score 50 goals yeah so but yeah that i don't think i don't think him and tortorella not that they didn't get along i'm not saying that i think they got along just fine and they respected each other but i don't think line a was too interested in trying to play the type of game that he tortorella didn't really play, play towards hockey no. no and tortorella also was not real up to play the game towards his strengths. Correct. Also. Yeah. yeah, because was, we saw... Which we was saw, a lose-lose situation yeah, for we, everybody. Yeah, we saw involved. when Line A could go out and play his hockey 
I mean, he played well. He played yep. extremely well. Yep. You know, when he's going, you know, end to end, I mean. And he had another one of those. Out. Yeah, he had another one of those this preseason. Remember that end-to-end goal that he had last year where he wrapped it around, I think it was against Chicago. He had another one of those this preseason uh, on the power play against Detroit. He's coming up the ice, brings it into the zone over the blue line by himself. He shakes up one guy, goes right around him, and then goes top shelf over the glove. And it was a sick goal, kind of one of the highlights of the preseason, quite honestly. So, But, yeah, everybody keeps telling – everything that I keep reading says Patrick Laine is like a new man. Spent, he spent the summer training, uh, doing some hardcore training in Finland like he always does, trying to get better. But I could tell watching him in the preseason, he has – and I think this is part, partly due to the way that he, ha- he was kind of forced to play last year. But he's got a much better all-around game going for him right now. And what I mean by that, it's a 200-foot game. He's, kind of, he's at least trying to get back on defense. He's skating hard on the forecheck. He's bringing the puck into the zone. You know, he's trying to be responsible defensively. We all know he's not going to be the best uh, you know, defensive winger that we have. <coughs> but at least he's, he's – Adding more of a two hundred foot game. Defense to is his all. Game. Defense is all about effort when you're when you're that good when you're in the NHL. I mean, it's all about just not being a liability, right. right? It's about getting back and having your stick on the ice, and you know, disrupting your guy when he has the potential to get the puck. For sure. So yeah, it's almost I would one hundred percent about effort. Yes. And it looks like he's putting in that effort on in our own zone to me right now. So. A great addition to his game. I'm. We got to have some goals from him this year, though. Like, you know, we, <laughs> he needs 30 goals. He's going to be my Cam Atkinson this year. You know, I, I'm going to start talking about Patrick Line the way I talk used to talk about Cam Atkinson. If Patrick Line is on our team and he's not scoring goals, that's a problem. Yes. So, uh, we, Laine, have, we I, have a big problem. I'm going to apologize to you. You know, before the season starts, I'm going to be hard on you this year, but you know that's because I think you're you have the potential to be the best player on our team. So get out there, man! Shoot some pucks in the net. I need you to score some fucking goals. And we're and we're letting you know that's a low bar. You just have to be better than what he thought Cam Atkinson could be last year. Yeah, like a very very (laughs) actual low fucking bar. Lowest of bars. Low bar. Good luck to Cam Atkinson. We wish him well. Uh, gonna join over there in Philadelphia. So, Line A, hope he has a good season. We already talked about the power play. So, his shot on the power play, I cannot fucking wait to watch that shit happen. But let's dive into a little bit of a season preview here. So, just want to talk real quickly about you know if you guys are following the NHL, we just want to touch on this really quick. We're back in the Metropolitan Division. Okay, we're not doing that bullshit where we're playing only those teams. You know, 20 times a year, uh, we're back in the Metropolitan, 82 games. We'll play everybody in our division, whatever it is, like six or seven times. And we'll play everybody else, everybody else in the Eastern Conference like three times. And then everybody from the Western Conference twice, home and away. Or at least that's the the plan. So, uh, we opened Thursday night, boys, at home against Arizona. And I don't, I'm, like, I, I, th- I think we're going to struggle a little bit this year. But, like, I don't see why we can't win that game. I think Arizona sucks. Um, Phil Kessel's fucking old as dirt. 
I don't even know who else they – I don't even know who they have in goal. Yeah, I'm confident in this this uh, season opener for but sure. But season opener and then Saturday we got Seattle. So it's Arizona and then Seattle. Old Buffalo guy, Carter Hutton. Oh, Carter Hutton's going to be in the in between the, the pipes for Arizona. Interesting. All right. Yeah, he sucks. So <laughs> I don't see why we can't put four on him, right? I don't know. I, just looking through their players, I don't I don't really know. who. Do they still have Oliver ekman Larson? Uh, no. Did they trade no. him? Yes. He is not on here. Ryan Dezingle. Oh, they got Dezingle. God. Yeah, I think they're going to be trash. But then we got... Seattle coming to town, and I'm I'm pretty excited to get to the addition of Seattle this year. First of all, let me just say, I love the Blue Jackets, but I'm a huge fan of Seattle's fucking like colors and their jersey and shit. They just look big cool aesthetic too. guy. Yeah, big I'm right there with guy. you. Love the aesthetics. They look sick, dude. Yeah, kind of want to get one of their hats, uh, but not to wear it to that game. No, but I don't see why we don't start off two and zero, man. Seattle's supposed to struggle this year too. I they, think we have the team to beat those two teams. More so with them than Arizona. They do look like a ragtag bunch that could put together some wins, so. Yeah. I mean, let's be real here. Oh, no, yeah. They, they, have, they have some, ta- some talent. Yeah. And they have, they have uh, Grubauer in that. And he's going to be, you know, he's, he's actually a stud, so. Uh, Yanni Gord. Giordano. Gord. Yep. Tanev. They got some players. Who's Eberle? the guy that, Jordan Eberle, that's who I was going to ask uh yeah, they're they got some they got some talent, and every night they're gonna have some guy who's super motivated because they're playing. He's playing his team from last year, except for us. Except for us, yeah. <laughs> and a couple other like they did the same thing with like a couple of other teams. They didn't sign the pick that they had in the expansion draft. Anyway, hey, we'll take it. Uh, they got Winberg too. Oh yeah, they signed Winberg, free agency. Yeah. Damn it, Seattle might be kind of good. I'm kind of low key, like still. I th- I'm a Wenberg truther. Still kind of think he's good. He's just so good with the puck. Yeah. Big winning guy. Can't score. Shooter, or what I mean, but he can certainly pass. Anyway, okay. That's all I had this, this week, boys. We're ready to jump into it this week when the puck drops on Thursday. We'll see you there. Uh, look us up. We'll be at our bar before the game, uh, and then I'll be, we'll be at the, you know, at the game. And then I, I think I'm heading to the game Saturday, too, so. Oh, oh yeah. It'll be a nice yeah. little weekend of CBJ hockey. Get yes. the fucking week rolling. Yes. Uh, we're going to be shooting out some more fantasy hockey this, this oh, year. I can't wait. I'm we so started happy. A, uh, we started a DraftKings fantasy hockey league, so yep. be on the lookout, MTC pod listeners. Um, we're going to be shooting out and tweeting all of our showdowns and classic lineups. Uh, we're starting it off first with uh, – you know, opening night on Tuesday, we got Tampa Bay versus Pittsburgh. We already built that showdown. I should, I got to tweet that out. Um, but then the next one right after that is Vegas, or the game after that is Vegas and Seattle. So puck drops in the NHL on Tuesday night. Both games are on ESPN. Hell yeah! So, oh God, new deal. Be, yes, I new remember deal. that deal now. We're I'm here so for glad the that new deal. deal is here. Yep, yep. So. National TV, you know, yeah, get to... I don't have to pay for NHL TV as much. Dude, ESPN great. Plus, or the NHL has announced, too, they're having all out-of-market games on ESPN oh, Plus. Oh, God Dude. bless it. So if you're so, a Verizon fan, you that is great news for yeah, you. Yeah, that's huge. So every game. We'll have every game. Yeah. So that's kind of sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's that's watch more hockey. Yes. We're going to be tweeting our contests. Hockey. You guys need to join our contests. Play our games. Follow uh, us at... Follow us at Man in the Cannon on Twitter. 
once again, ladies and gents, I am at Mr. Locon signing off for the evening. Thanks for joining us. We're looking forward to another Blue Jacket season, baby. Let's keep this podcast rolling. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Let's cash. Let's win some money. See you guys. Peace.